Hi, and welcome to the Shoot from the Heart podcast with me, Diane Bell. If you want to write a script, make a movie, or quite simply live an abundant and creatively fulfilled life, you are in the right place. Each week, I'll share with you tips, techniques, and real-world information that will inspire and empower you on your path. Thank you so much for joining me. I am rooting for you all the way. Let's do this. Hello, beautiful filmmakers, screenwriters, gorgeous creative souls. How are you today? Welcome to episode 11 of the Shoot from the Heart podcast. Episode 11. Woo, guys. Into double digits, man. I'm excited to be here with you. I am so grateful for you tuning in, joining me today, and excited to share some new ideas with you. So this week, what I want to talk about is overcoming writer's block. And to be honest, I probably get questions about this almost every week. I mean, there's an epidemic. (laughs) There's always an epidemic of it. It's really tough. So I'm asked about this all the time, and I thought it'd be great to record a podcast on this so that from this day forward, I can send people to listen to this. I have first-hand experience of writer's block. I've experienced it in all different shapes and forms, and we'll get into that. So this is something that I've felt deeply and that has been painful in my life at times. I understand it. And hopefully we will uncover some of the causes of it in the next uh, 15 minutes or so, 20 minutes. We'll keep it brief. And also some things that you can do about it. I always want to be this, this podcast to be actionable, to be helpful, that I don't just share the ideas, but maybe give you some things that you can actually do to shift or change where you're at and how you're thinking about things. As always, if this is helpful to you, I'd love to hear from you. It means so much to me when I get these messages. And if you do enjoy the podcast, writing a review for it is one of the greatest thank yous that you could give me. I really, really appreciate the reviews. It helps the podcast reach other people. And, you know, I'm just here to create this thing, this resource that can really help screenwriters, filmmakers, and artists achieve their dreams. Okay, so all that being said, let's talk about writer's block. Now, I looked it up on Google, the Googles, that's what you do, right? Like anything you're going to talk about or think about, just Google it and see what they say. And up came Wikipedia's definition. It said, writer's block is a condition primarily associated with writing, duh, (laughs) in which an author loses the ability to produce new work or experiences a creative slowdown. This loss of ability to write and produce new work is not a result of commitment problems or lack of writing skills. And I think that's very important to note. You're not unable to write because you don't know how to do it or because you're not committed. You want to write. You desire to write. But somehow you're just unable to sit down and get it on the page. Or you might be able to sit down. (laughs) When I've experienced really bad writer's block, I've been able to sit down but I just haven't been able to get my keys tapping on the keyboard. So when I Googled this definition, immediately below it came up a list of how to overcome writer's block. And I thought, oh, this is interesting. Let's have a read. And, you know, I'd just like to say, I'm going to read you the list that I read on the Googles. I think it's a great list. I totally agree with all of these things, but I feel that these things aren't really about overcoming writer's block, but just like when you're just a little bit stuck. So I'll read you the list and then we can talk about it a little bit more. The first thing it said on this list was number one, go for a walk. Number two, eliminate distractions. For instance, I personally, and this is my own personal note, this isn't from the Googles, but I use an app called Freedom, which shuts down all other 
things on my laptop so I can't go on the internet. I just have to write. There's no, <laughs> like that's the only thing I can use on my laptop. So that can be a good way to eliminate distractions. Do something to get your blood flowing. Yep, de- I definitely concur with that. Play, excellent. Number five, change your environment. Also a really good idea. You know, sometimes just getting out of your normal place that you write, like if you write at home, go to a cafe, go to the library, go sit in a park, change your environment. Totally agree with that. Number six, read a book. I think definitely exposing yourself to other kinds of art can really, you know, get things going for you, loosen things up. Number seven, free write. Absolutely. Just open your journal and and scribble. And number eight, listen to music. Uh, And they said, try classical or jazz to mix it up. They obviously don't live in my house because that's all we listen to. <laughs> no, not quite. But we do listen to a lot of classical or jazz. I wasn't like, I was like, that wouldn't mix it up. I got to listen to some rap music around here. Anyway, I would also add to this list, number nine, I would say talking to your phone. I find that very helpful. And number 10, I would say just give yourself permission to write crap. <laughs> you know, and we'll get into why that might be a good idea. Now, these are all great. I think this is a great list. But to me, these are like the solutions to a minor league writer's block. Those days when you're just procrastinating, it's not really flowing, you're a little bit stuck. These don't feel like solutions to the big existential soul in crisis variety of writer's blocks that I have experienced at times in my life. And so let's be clear about this. Writer's block is kind of a symptom and it's got like a headache. It could be, the cause might be something as simple as you're not drinking enough water and you just need to drink water and boom, you're fine. Your headache is gone. And I feel like these solutions are kind of like that. The cause isn't something very deep. If it's like you're not focusing well, you're not, you're a little bit stuck. These solutions are great, but they're not going to help you if you've got something much deeper going on. And it's kind of like saying, oh, I've got a headache, so I'm going to give you some aspirin. And actually you have a brain tumor. You know, the aspirin is not going to solve it. And I think that these, as I said, that list, and I was kind of fascinated that that came up as the, the cures for writer's books. I thought, okay, these are fine if you're just kind of a little bit stuck, if you're not working the rate you want to. But for the kind of writer's block that I have in mind, these were not, these are not going to help you. So if they are going to help you, if you're feeling like that's where you are and that's your level of stuckness, awesome. You can turn off now. If you're in something a little bit deeper, stick around. Let's talk about it. My first bout of writer's block was in my 20s. And you could partly say it was attributed to a lack of writing skills. And that would be true to an extent because I didn't have masses of experience writing. But not entirely because I really, really wanted to write. I really wanted to be a writer more than anything. You know, if I was like honest with you, which I probably wasn't very honest to very many people, including myself, but if I was honest, that's what I wanted. But I was totally gripped by fear and I didn't write. The fear was I wasn't good enough. The fear was I would never write anything worthwhile. The fear was that I was wasting my time, that I would embarrass myself or humiliate myself and so on and so on. And the fears that I had were much stronger than the desire to write. So fear was winning that battle. And that's, that was the cause of my block. That is why I didn't write anything throughout my twenties. The second time that I had writer's block, was much later than that because I unblocked myself. I was prolific for a number of years. And then there came a point where I was writing a TV pilot that I had been paid to do. I'd been paid, you know, Writers Guild minimum to do it. So a decent amount of money. But somewhere in the second act of writing this uh, pilot, I just couldn't move forward. I couldn't do it. And I knew what I was supposed to write. Like I had had a very thorough outline. I mean, every moment of this thing had been flashed out. It had been given thumbs up by the financiers. 
but I just couldn't write it. And this was nothing to do with fear. I'd like to be clear. So you might be thinking, well, that is possibly some sort of self-sabotage. It's like a saboteur. But to me, it kind of felt like a protector of truth that was stopping me. This sounds really dramatic, right? It's like Lord of the Rings. The protector of truth was stopping me from writing the TV pilot. But to be honest, I just really, really did not feel aligned with what I was writing. I felt like a hack. I felt like I was faking it. I felt like I was just doing it for the money and nothing else. I was doing it for external reasons. And something deep inside me and my soul was just saying, no, it was like, you're not here for this. This is not you. And on one hand, that might sound noble, but it didn't feel noble. I mean, it did feel like a form of self-sabotage because I was letting people down. I was letting people down who had supported me, who wanted me to succeed, who had gone out to bat for me. Never mind the people who had actually paid me money. And my head, I wanted to do it, but my heart was just, it wasn't in it. And the block was very real. I just couldn't write. I literally just couldn't write. I would just go and I would just stare at the page and just be like, I just can't do this. And I said, written nearly half of it at the point at which it just kicked in. And I was just like, this is just shit. (laughs) I'm just, this is not, this is not me. The third time that I had writer's block, and I did get out of that one eventually and wriggled out and did something else. The third time I had writer's block, though, I was just about to start the rewrite of a script that had been commissioned. And it was a project that I had up until this point in time been very excited about. I had pitched to write this script and I was thrilled that I was given the opportunity to do it. I had done my first draft of it. I got the notes. I was getting ready to do the rewrite. And then in the space of the week of one week, two things happened kind of out of the blue. This was November 2016. Some of you might guess what's coming. The first thing was that I found out that I was pregnant uh, and that was unexpected news and it kind of threw me for six. And the other thing that happened was that Donald Trump was elected president. And somehow these two things together just body slammed me. I was just totally paralyzed when it came to writing. Overnight, I just couldn't write. I mean, it was just like, oof, gone. I could not write. On one level, I just felt like there was no point to it. And I know in that feeling, I was not alone. Despite the fact that they had not found out that they were pregnant, the class of screenwriters that I was teaching at the time, they all, nearly all of them suddenly had trouble writing. Some of them felt very depressed, some of them very worried about the future, having panic attacks, anxiety. One person said, you know, writing screenplays just feels frivolous right now, inconsequential, pointless. I feel like I should be devoting my time to activism, not to this, to writing a rom-com. Who cares about a silly rom-com at a time like this? I mean, the wind was just knocked out of our sails. I don't know if any of you are relating to this or have experienced or experienced something like that at that time. So this was not fear, a personal fear. This was not like the kind of fear that I was describing before where you feel like you're not good enough and you're not worthy. It was kind of a more general like fear that the world was going to come to an end. So writing and creating art was just a a frivolous waste of time. Now, in each of these cases, and you can see they're each different, you know, these my three big experiences. And as I say, these were not something that was like, oh, just go for a walk and you'll be fine, (laughs) or you know switch off the other apps and you'll be fine and you'll focus. These three cases were not like that. It was much deeper and much stronger and it took a lot more to get out of them and move beyond them and start to write again and get myself moving again. In each of these cases, I would say it took quite a long time to heal. It wasn't something that happened overnight where one day I couldn't write and then the next day I could. I have found for myself, if you're suffering this kind of 
deep writer's block. I think when the resistance is really, really strong to writing, it's really often best not to try to force it at all. I think it's good just to walk away. It's like the old Taoist idea. You don't push back. You know, by pushing back, you're just getting stuck and you're actually making the resistance stronger. Instead, you go with the flow. You just, you know, you just let it flow away. You let it flow over you. If you're feeling that very strong resistance to writing, you know, you're trying to write and it's, it's, you're beating yourself up about it too, right? Because you do, you're like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I write? Write, write. You want to write? Write. Call yourself a writer. God damn it. Sit down and write. <laughs> you know, if you're feeling like this, I just go, number one, just give yourself permission not to write for a while. And you may want to define the time that you're going to walk away. Say, I'm, you know, you know what? For one week, I'm just not writing. I'm just taking a break. It's okay. All writers take a break sometimes. It's okay. <laughs> no one's going to die. And you might even want to make that for two weeks or you might even say it's for a month. You know, just gift yourself time away from writing and gift yourself time away from stressing about the fact that you're not writing. It's all good. Just say, I'm giving myself a couple of weeks. I'm not going to write. It's okay. It's all going to be fine. I'm going to come back to it. Writing is who I am. I'm a writer and I'll be back, but I need time away. And that is totally fine. And I think that really is the first step to healing this kind of deeper writer's block. When you walk away, I think it's worth then using that time to refill your well. We can't just constantly create. We can't be in a state of constant creation. If you think about it like a field, I think farmers leave a field fallow for a season, i.e. they use it uh, to grow crops four years in a row. And then the fifth year, they just let it replenish the soil, get its nutrients back, and they don't plant anything in it. And I think human beings, like creativity, it's kind of the same. Sometimes you just need to enrich your soil again. You need to just walk away and let it be resting. Let it be filled with other nutrients. Go watch movies just because you fancy watching them. Go to art shows, go to concerts, listen to music, enjoy yourself, have fun. Don't have any guilt or shame about it. And be curious about the world again. Allow yourself just to become playful. Start to enjoy life again. Because I'm telling you, I feel like when I've got into these blocks, there's some kind of depression that goes with them. I think because you feel like you're not fulfilling what you're meant to be doing. There's some frustration. There's shame. There's guilt. There's all different kinds of feelings. So just letting those go and getting reattuned to positive feelings. That sounds so corny, but bear with me positive feelings, uh, you're going to feel better. You're putting nutrients back in your soil. And when you come back to your work, you will be reinvigorated. It will be worth it. Trust me. Now, the other thing to do, though, in this time away from it is to do some very gentle observation of what is going on. I suspect for most of us, the common cause for these kinds of deeper writing blocks are some kind of fear. I think it's usually some kind of fear. And once you know that, it's really worth digging into what that fear is for you to name it. Because once you can name it, once you can identify it, then you have a chance of winning against it. So ask yourself, what is going on? What am I afraid of? It might be something you even journal on. I know you're blocked as a writer, but I'm sure you can still journal. Weirdly, I always find that I can do that, right? <laughs> and if you can't journal, just like switch on your phone and talk to yourself and say, what am I afraid of? What is it that is really scaring me here? And see what comes up. Are you afraid that you're not talented, for instance? This was a very strong one for me. It's been very strong at different times in my life. But, you know, when I was beginning as a writer, that was definitely one of the strongest fears. 
Are you afraid that the work on the page will never measure up to the idea in your mind? I know a lot of people feel this fear and so they get frustrated and it's better not to put it down on the page than risk it being crap. <laughs> you know, it's easier to be a great writer in your mind than find out you're a crap one when you put something on the page. Are you afraid that even if you finish your screenplay, you will never sell it? That's another common fear. What's the point? Sure, I could write something great, but most people will never discover it anyway. I'll never sell it. Who am I to think that I could do this, that kind of thing? Now, once you uncover your distinctive flavor of fear and you give it a name, I want you to do this. Ask yourself this question. Is this ultimately true? Is it ultimately true that you're not talented enough? Is it ultimately true that the work on the page will never measure up to the idea in your mind? Is it ultimately true that you won't sell it? Ask yourself this question and you will start to see without a doubt that the fear you have is not ultimately true because here's a spoiler, it never is. It's never ultimately true. Fear is always a lie. Is it ultimately true that you're not talented enough? Of course that is not. There's only one way to become talented and that is to practice and to do it. Is it ultimately true that your work will never measure up? Ha! Huh, again, why would that be ultimately? Of course that's not ultimately true. You just work until it is, until it does. So once you work through these and you've asked yourself, you've named your fear and you've asked yourself, is it ultimately true? The next thing that I want you to do is to choose consciously a thought that you want to think instead. So instead of thinking, I'm not talented enough, I want you to say, I am a talented writer. Instead of saying that my work on the page will never measure up to the idea in my mind, I want you to say, my work is better on the page than it is in my mind. All right, you see how this works? So choose consciously a thought that you want to think instead that makes you feel good and excited about your work. My work sells easily and for large sums of money. Now, you might immediately, you know, you come up with the thought that sort of counteracts the fear that you have and you might go, but I just don't believe that. You feel incredible resistance. For instance, you say, I'm a talented writer and immediately the voice comes up going, no, you're not, you're shit, you're crap, you'll never be any good. <laughs> okay, I know this voice well, trust me. And that's okay, that's fine. The one thing you can do is just like hear the voice, that voice that tells you that you're rubbish and just say, okay, I hear you, that's fine, but I am a talented writer. I'm a talented writer. And you just keep telling yourself that. I personally, like I like to work with affirmations in a number of different ways. I attack on every angle. I'm like, screw it. When I find one of these limiting beliefs, when I find some sort of fear that is holding me back, I do attack it on every level that I can. So I will write the affirmation repeatedly in my journal, for instance. I will repeat it as a mantra in meditation. I'll just like imagine light flowing into me and the thought that I have chosen to think instead, I just let it like just repeat, you know, every breath. I'm a talented writer. I'm a talented writer. I'm a talented writer. I'll also nowadays I'll um, put reminders in my phone. So it'll just pop up <laughs> random times during the day. I'm a talented writer. Oh, thanks for that. <laughs> nice reminder. Uh, I will also use, uh, I use an app called Think Up where you can record affirmations and then listen to them as you're going to sleep. I just go, heck, throw everything you got at it. You know, if you find a fear that's holding you back, go to war. Do not let that fear win. Use anything you can. 
Now, if you really struggle, as I said, with an affirmation, if you've created a new thought, like I'm a talented writer, but it just feels too much of a stretch for you because you really do feel like a talentless hack, right? (laughs) Trust me, you're not. But if you're feeling that, you have a couple of options. One, you could change the affirmation to I am becoming. And your brain can usually get behind that. I'm becoming a talented writer. I'm on the path to being a talented writer. Okay, so that can just give you that sort of like a softer approach. So when you're working those affirmations, if you have come up with something that's just too hard for you to believe, try I'm becoming or try just putting I choose to believe in the beginning of it. So for instance, if you're saying my work sells easily and for large sums of money and you're going, I just don't believe that. No, no one's ever going to buy my work. Just try saying I choose to believe that my work sells easily. I choose to believe that my work sells easily. I choose to believe that my work is of high value and that sells easily and for vast amounts of money. Okay. So by this process, by recognizing the fear that you're experiencing, by recognizing the ultimate untruth, the ultimate lie of that fear, and then consciously choosing new thoughts to think that will become beliefs with repetition, and by really putting the effort in to repeat them, repeat them, repeat them, until they become your core belief, until you've replaced it, until you have changed the operating system of your brain, and that's what it's going to take. But when you do that, you are free. You will not have writer's block anymore. You might even say, I choose to believe that I am not blocked as a writer. I choose to believe that words flow easily from me. I choose to believe that my work is valuable and worthy and it is safe for my voice to be heard. Because let's be clear, again, if you are not getting your voice, like if you are not creating the work you were born to do, typically it is because of one of these things. You don't believe you can do it. You don't believe you are worthy of it. And you don't feel like it's safe for you to do it. And for many of us, that feeling of not feeling safe is also something to be aware of and to isolate. If you're creating certain kind of work and it's not typical or it's not, you know, it's not the work that you've seen out there and it makes you feel afraid, it's not unusual then to get blocked, right? Because it's scary. It's scary, scary as anything to be putting your voice and your heart and your soul into a piece of work that could be judged. So recognizing that that might be an issue too, naming it, working through it, finding the thought that you want to think instead is safe for my voice to be heard. It is safe for my voice to be heard. It's my time. It is time for my voice to be heard. Make those your affirmations and do that work. And I tell you, you will transform your writer's block. You will not be blocked anymore. Now, just one last tiny thing I want to say about all of this is that creating art is playful. For me, the part of your brain which is involved in creation is like your child part. It's the part of what if, and it's the part of imagination, and it's the part of just like freedom. It is very different from the critic. We have these two brains. We have the, this creative child who just wants to play and have fun and try things out. And then we have the critic who's like, oh, that's not good. Well, that sucks. Well, that's terrible. That needs to be better, <laughs> right? And something that's really important when we're trying to unblock ourselves is just to really silence the critic. Have fun. If you've been trying to work on something, if, you, you know, if you're blocked while you're working on something that you feel you ought to write, that you feel is important, that is going to sell, and you're putting yourself on that, that kind of pressure and you're putting your work into that kind of pressure, 
it might be really worth just shifting, taking a week away from it completely, and then shifting and doing something that just feels fun to you. Then you can come back to the other important thing afterwards if you want, but just get the get the juices flowing again just by doing something that's just fun. And I guess that goes into the thing of free writing that I mentioned at the very beginning. You know, just have fun with it. Write something just because. Feel curious about the world and anything that just stirs a little a little bit of response in you, just sit down and write about it. But make it fun and get yourself flowing again. And then you can tackle the stuff that feels important and all that. But always kill your critic. Keep your critic silent. The aim is never perfection. The aim is never a great work on the first draft. There is time for that. The critic gets to, his, you know, gets to join the party later on. But when you're in the mode of creation, you need to silence the critic and just let the child play. Okay, you guys, I'm going to wrap it up here. I hope that this session has been helpful. I would love to hear from you. If you have been suffering from writer's block, reach out to me. Tell me about your writer's block. I would love to hear from you. Does this resonate? Does this help at all what I've said? What do you try? What are your takeaways? And does this work? Will this work for you? I would just love, love, love to hear from you. And as ever, if you enjoy this podcast, if it's helpful for you at all, please consider leaving a review for it, um, giving it a rating, five stars, of course, (laughs) and helping other people to connect with it too. I appreciate you so much. Thanks for being with me. Have an amazing week and enjoy your work. Enjoy writing. It's such a blessing. Bye-bye.